0: Anxiety, It's a Saturday session and we're doing it early. And thanks to Macklemore and various other featured artists for that wonderful intro, Dance Off. And that was the challenge you see. Formed in an underground bunker in Berlin, maybe some five years ago. Helmut von Schlongschlapper and Fritz Carbuncle, the chief engineers at VAG, and their new beast. The Taycan, they threatened the king and they challenged him to a dance-off. And dance he did. And shit, I bet you they wish they didn't now. And that is today's epicast. What happened yesterday at the Model S Plaid launch? Quite underwhelming to some, actually. A lot of people thought, I expected more. I expected... uh, Hear more, see more, more performance numbers. And, uh, you know, maybe it was just guys like Paul, who's not here with me today, and myself, that get a little bit uh, carried away and excited about the new technology that is our electric vehicles and our our Tesla stuff. Um, But those that hadn't seen it before thought it was fantastic. And the real propeller heads, the real nerds that were able to read between the lines, like myself and Paul, we took a lot away from it. And let's have a look at some of those things. Well, it was very, very evident uh, between Musk sort of shuffling around on stage, you know, shrugging his shoulders and long pregnant pauses between words, as he does sometimes. Uh, You know, he says that's part of his condition, but I think his mind's probably going a million miles an hour in a million different directions at once. But he made it very, very clear there is only one reason that car exists and he even mentioned it by name for those that weren't listening they wanted to build the fastest production car in the world and he topped that straight away with faster than any porsche and you see this car only exists as a direct reference to the porsche take series a very wonderful car the porsche take very quick very capable Uh, with some reasonable technology. But as we saw yesterday, it's still five to 10 years off the main game. And I'll explain why in a moment. Like I said, it's a beautiful car and the Germans gave it a really, really good shot. But when you're starting, A, that far behind the eight pole, uh, in terms of time, like a good seven or eight years head start they gave Tesla. And then your engineering is diluted across many different production lines with many different powertrains, you're not going to steal the crown that quickly or easily as has been shown. So today, what we're seeing is a modern Ford versus Ferrari. You know, that battle from the 60s has now moved into the 20s, the 2020s, and the protagonists have changed, but we've still got the European, supercar builder up against the american upstart in this case tesla uh, you know a company that's only just over 10 years old and the model s platform is only uh, 2012 so nine years old just on and yeah uh the americans i think are handing out the slap down pretty fast and pretty hard but it's great because without you know helmet and fritz wanting to go this way and do this, we wouldn't have a car like the Plaid because simply it's an engineering waste of time. People don't need cars this fast. People don't need cars that fire you like out of a gun into the scenery. But they're bloody good fun. You know, anyone that ever wanted to be a pilot, I watched Top Gun when they were younger. This is the closest you're ever going to get to it. And you can thank Porsche for that. They were directly involved. So thanks, Helmet, and Mr. Carbuncle. (laughs) I made those names up. They're probably lovely guys. And like I said, it's a lovely car. And as all the aficionados are saying now, even inside of 24 hours, it doesn't matter how fast that Tesla is, the Porsche has nicer stitching. Well, it probably does. But only snitches get stitches. Right, guys and girls? That's all part of the range anxiety motto. Now, how could I sit here and say that the uh, Plaid is many multiple years in front of anything out of Porsche? I mean, it's wrapped in a pretty old body. You know, the, the take body is newer. It is. You know, the Model S, uh, I think it was styled by someone ex-Maserati. It's, it's still a good-looking beast, and it's pumped now in Plaid form, and the interior is, like, off the charts. I mean, whether you like it or not, that yoke steering wheel is just a thing to behold and smart shift you know you, uh, we've covered this off before and it works out which way you want to go i mean you can manually make it go forwards or backwards but as musk said any input you're going to give the car is actually error and they're trying to take as much error out of everything as possible so any correction you give a car at any time is error the car should know all of this itself and it you know geofences your location to know where and how you move i think that's just incredible and i think it will become so natural you just get in the car and Uh, press the pedal to move and it knows which way to go absolutely fantastic stuff but that's not the real trick and a beautiful white interior and a greater than PlayStation 5 gaming technology and uh, you know the super clever nav system that's all cool but that's not why you buy plaid you know you buy plaid because it's beyond ludicrous you buy plaid because it's a true muscle car that is designed to beat anything out of europe and it does that uh, while beating pretty much everything else at the same time the devil is in the details and the powertrain and if those of you that looked at the powertrain would see that i was right six eight months ago that we would have a posing we'd have a, a rear and motor on each side and we would be able to um, go through a common single speed differential and you know, everyone's saying oh the porsche is so much better because it's got two gears no you don't need it this has always been a thing you only need gears in any vehicle if your engine technology and your rpm band isn't wide enough think about that for and your and your torque isn't big enough think about that Platt has one gear that allows it to go from zero kilometer kilometers an hour to 322 kilometers an hour all the way sustaining if you look at the power curve that they printed over or just over i think at 200 mile per hour it's still making nearly a thousand horsepower you know if the car's only rated like a thousand and twenty it comes straight up and goes straight across it is as they said on the day the perfect power and torque curve or torque curve or power curve or let's just call it output curve this torque curve, really. How do they do this? Well, I, I did talk about the carbon sleeved rotors before. You know, the rotor sits inside uh, the stator and spins. Now, they've got it spinning that fast in the plaid powertrain, uh, as Musk described that. It. It's like alien technology. They've got it doing 20,000 RPM inside that stator cage, and they actually had to wrap. They run such a fine tolerance or clearance in there. They actually had to wrap the rotor in carbon. They had to sleeve it. You know, at high temperature and high pressure, they had to sleeve this thing in carbon. Because what was happening is at a high RPM in testing, the rotor was expanding, due, according to Mars, due to centrifugal force and possibly magnetic force and causing it, obviously, to touch the stator, which is a catastrophic-style event for an electric motor. Still not as... Um, gruesome and graphic as chucking a rod out the side but not a good thing so now the tesla are the first company to be able to achieve what other companies need many years to do they can achieve with the one gear and a wide highly power productive rpm band using the carbon sleeve rotor what this means is that the power units due to the lack of gears and transmission only having a single speed are more compact they're lighter they're more efficient with less drivetrain loss and they use the power properly. So that's only part of the story. I was uh, lucky enough to get a real deeper insight uh, on some things that maybe you would have seen uh, on the release. And that is that uh, the front power unit and the twin rear power unit in the Plaid are actually capable of just over 1,200 horsepower now we're making i think a 1020 in plaid or you know whatever it may be and i think plaid plus was going to be around the 1100 mark now if the existing powertrain is good for 1200 it points back to the limiting factor the only difference between the plaid and the plaid plus is the battery pack there's a battery pack in the plaid isn't capable of supplying the type of Current for one reason or another, that uh, the that the power units could actually generate so or turn into a drive force so that tells us straight away we do not have the 4680s in the plaid, the new Tesla monster cell that was going to be the plaid plus, and that makes the ten thousand or twenty thousand dollar difference between the cars understandable because it was the new battery tech it's more expensive to make it's more power productive da 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 better thermal control and obviously better instant delivery but i do believe that we've moved from uh, and musk he just said a new battery pack he didn't say what it was i think we've moved from the 18650s to the 2170s or whatever they are so we've moved from the old style model s battery which is a good old slugger you know they're the old form factor but they've been doing a good job for many many years and they've been redesigned internally many many times we've moved it closer to a model 3 model y battery using uh possibly uh, lithium phosphate lfp tech in the batteries and obviously a new bms musk was very um careful not to talk too much about the batteries um because obviously they're not a the 4680 beer can be tin battery that everyone was praying for And that's a bloody good thing. Yes, the car would even be faster again. Yes, it would have been 8 second plus straight off the floor. But no, they're being made at the pilot plant Roadrunner in very, very small uh, quantities at the moment before Giga Texas is up online and the real real battery production starts there. Um, And every 4680 built should not be used in a pissing match with Porsche or any other manufacturer, all the 4680s should be going to Cybertruck and Semi where they're actually needed for the big range and big power out torque outputs. So you get where I'm coming from? Porsche effectively folded up like a nice piece of origami and put back in their box. In five years' time, they may, they may, if legislature even allows it, uh, they may come out with something uh, as as quick as Plaid, but that's a very much a may at this stage rather than a will. You know, there is a new king in town. Um, and even further to the point that this car, the Plaid, was firmly aimed at the Taycan was... Uh, how they've really worked on the thermal control of the system and the thermal management of the battery packs and the thermal management of the power units because i do a bit of this uh, design work around aftermarket parts for tesla i could see very clearly what they were doing there Um, much like we do for the model 3s they've got a much bigger radiator stack they've got improved oil cooling they've got uh, a heat pump to, to reject and use rejected heat as and when it needs to and musk uh, between his his normal one-liners saying it hauls ass, which it does, said that this car, you can back, to back, to back, to back, to back it, and it won't get winded. Ah, you see, and that was one of the things they, they would do with a, a Toucan, is they'd line it up against a Model S, and, you know, the Model S would run out of steam eventually, because, you know, as the battery power drops, the Model S tries to protect itself at various stages of degradation of charge and will start winding back its power to give a bigger range. That's why a Model less goes a lot further than a take-in. But gloves off, straight fight, straight punch-out, uh, Musk has just enabled this thing to have its head to keep cool and to, you know, guzzle as much battery as power as it needs to keep that Porsche in the bin every time. Now, whether it actually does that or not, we're going to wait and see every other prediction they've made about the car has, has has been right as i thought because there was very little actual performance data released at the plaid launch uh they're leaking it like jay leno's quarter mile just came up today like not four hours ago and straight on cnbc they interviewed him and sure enough jay was driving it was you know a blue plaid white interior and there's jay strapped into it and there's france upstairs in the timing box watching on and yep 9247 and jay's talking about what a marvelous thing it was and it was so cool because he reckons where they were it was out in the middle of the country this strip so obviously not super prepped or anything like that and he reckons there were birds on the christmas tree and when he came back around the birds were still sitting there because the thing just gripped went bang gone without making any noise, any fuss, any of that sound of unreliability that is a cornerstone of most huge breakages in smelly, rotten cars. So, a very smart mate of mine in the US, Jeff Sponigle, he's a really smart guy. I've known him for many, many years. He's got about, he's a bit like me, but five to ten times smarter. He has some really, really, really cool cars, and hes he's... A pure math guy, he's he's super smart and super good at building cars and has GDRs and Teslas and Billet Block Subarus and one of my old Gen TT kits on a Pontiac GDO, or better known to us Aussies as a Monaro, did some math on the whole thing. Now, after analysing the power or the torque curve of the Plaid working out draft train losses and yada, 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 doing some basic engineering, he believes you make and this is good good comparison because he knows both cars well and he knows how to work numbers he's tipping that you need a uh, non-stock frame turbo gdr making about 1200 about 1200 horsepower at the wheels to match a plaid across a quarter mile so 9.2 on factory delivered tires you probably need closer to 1300 wheel horsepower and a gdr to match this plaid right think about it he actually overlaid the torque curves versus gear he did this wonderful presentation because that's what us numbers nerds do and work it out without emotion without taking sides because he's got both he's got a plaid coming um that this is what you'll need to do you, you'll need to be it'll be about as fast as 12 1300 horsepower gdr providing traction conditions are perfect for the gdr because once surfaces are real well to start to deteriorate well there's not drag tires involved that horsepower requirement for the gdr will start going up and up 1300 1400 you know and this is how amazing this technology is and i i I piped in there because A, I can't help myself and B, I think I know a little bit about it and said, yeah, well, you know, it all comes down to the torque management because the torque management um, and the hysteresis of of the traction control on electric motor is so much better uh, than the traction control or torque management in a piston engine. Piston engine reciprocates and to change its torque output, you need to interrupt it, whether that be by cutting airflow, by, by... interrupting spark or fuel to manage torque output it's simply too slow so the latency or the recovery time or the hysteresis has to be factored in as well whereas a rotational engine like an electric engine it's much you know the the recovery time is is microseconds rather than tenths of seconds do you get what i'm saying because once the momentum of the crankshaft has been interrupted the acceleration of it because the engines are so inherently talkless is very slow again do you get where i'm coming from so there's all this complex mass and this isn't this isn't anything to do with tesla this is to do with two very different forms of motive technology and one that's very old now and one that's quite new so you know, we get the, uh, you know, normal things. It's like, yeah, but it sounds like shit. It doesn't sound at all. And my offsider, as we've heard of before, Gareth, he goes, well, that's a null and void argument with GDRs, isn't it? Because they sound shit too. You know, <laughs> I thought that was that was funny. And then, of course, there's the emissions thing. And Gareth came back with, well, the only difference between a, a, a combustion vehicle, like you know, he like the GDR, and a Tesla is all you guys share a common tailpipe right down at the power station. And yeah, well, even though it's not entirely true, I thought Gareth was quite on the ball this morning when he told me that. So congratulations, Gareth. I I think I'm rubbing off on you and turning you into quite the stand-up comic. So where does this leave us all? This leaves us all with uh, German, Germany's got egg on its face and I hope, I hope, I pray that they take the bait. You know, I want them to take the bait and I want them to to go for it you know because i want to see the boundaries pushed and i also want to see in the next year or so or two years uh, it'll probably be with the new model s body which is surely is only going to be two years ago uh, away the big luxury sedan surely this will be the last hurrah for this body as pretty as it still looks to my eyes anyway today particularly in platform There will be no plus probably in this body because the new body will have the 4680s and will have the 11 to 1200 horsepower, providing it's not legislated out of existence. You know there have been muscle car scares all throughout history, and the general media and general uh, car manufacturers and general big oil and general political parties that have their pockets lined by big oil have always been very anti-Tesla. So. It's not going to take much of an accident or a stupid event to get these cars banned and outlawed in certain countries possibly Australia first because we're just absolutely hopeless um, at making people taking any kind of you know take any kind of self responsibility um, yeah so look let's hope that does not happen and let's let, let let's hope we get to enjoy these things so my advice to any early plaid purchaser is uh take it as delivered, wait till they've given you one or two software updates to iron out any little bugs that are there, and then switch off connectivity with the tower because they may derate you one day, and we wouldn't want that. I mean, that's very anti-Tesla to do that. Normally they're gonna make cars faster, but if there are looming government fines, you never know what may happen. Now here's one, speaking of stupid things that I read this morning, and it wasn't from the manufacturer, so we cannot blame them. It was from inside EVs. a, a big channel I follow. And they report what they hear. But apparently, Chrysler are a pretty miffed Dodge at Mopar or no car. You know, being knocked off. They were knocked off the old Raven. The old 100D knocked off anything in real world that, you know, they've ever made. Um, So they're coming back with some sort of demon, hellcat, nitro boy, fuel guzzler, whatever it is. They're coming back. Uh, to take the title off Tesla with the world's fastest production car by changing their Challenger platform to electric. Well, that's good, guys. And that's a nice start. But because you've got the Jeep 4xe, which has got a battery the size of your average school kid's lunchbox in it, and a a gutless four-cylinder, I think, motor in it, which is a, a nice try and a nice start. But you're not going to jump in the deep end really are you and start playing with the big boys like Tesla and Volkswagen Audi Group and you know possibly dare I say it Ford or GM but they've really done nothing super exciting in any way shape or form yet it's not going to happen I think as I posted on Facebook today you know people that make nice piston engines should continue to make nice piston engines ones that make noise ones that you know, appeal to the form factor of the audience. Uh, you know, the trailer parkers and um, flannelette shirt wearers, the unshaved, the ones you can smell coming before you can see them. And that's, you know, the good old boys. There's nothing wrong with that. There's a place for everyone and everything without having to try and be everything yourself. But should it happen, I hope you're listening to this, Spiro you have a challenger i know it's not a demon or a hellcat but it's a nice car as i've said on epicast before but you were horrified when you drove a model 3 so what's your average hellcat driver gonna think driving a silent you know thing i don't think it's gonna work guys but nice try for some headlines fiat whoever owns dodge these days But there you go. That's my take on Plaid. That's my take on the event. hope you liked it. We're getting close now. I think this was number 97 or 8. I'll know when it goes up. But thanks for listening to Range Anxiety.